What? What? All right. All right. We gonna set this party off right. What's going on, world? You already know what it is. It is time for a blurred perch session with your favorite blurs right here at the new blurred order. What's popping? Don't change your dial if you still do dials. Do they do dials anymore? I don't think so. Well, if you're on the YouTubes, don't go nowhere. If you're on the Twitters, don't go nowhere. If you're on the Facebooks, don't go nowhere. If you're watching on Twitch, what's popping? You are in for a treat today. Shout out to those of you all who are also listening on Spotify. Heart as well as Google and Apple Podcast. Today we're going to talk with a good friend of ours, y'all. Somebody that we know has been very, 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 very instrumental in, in let's just say, having impacts on our childhoods with regard to some of the content we watch. A gentleman by the name of Big Tank is going to join us and discuss some of the things that happened during the boondocks and when that was happening and a whole bunch of other things that this very very important successful black man has to give us knowledge of holla at your boy let's just go ahead and say what's up to you the viewer what's popping y'all it's another week to talk this blurred stuff i'm your boy the real best taylor blurred man himself reporting live from woodcrest and i am joined by none other than mr bad tie himself We've got Yazzy in the building. We've got Tiffy Starchild amongst us as well. And we've even got Omar, the serial murderer, <laughs> serial killer, Holman in the building. But we also have another special guest for you guys that we would like to introduce. But before he is introduced, why don't you tell him where we came from, Yvette, and who he is? You already know. I love the new blurred order. You should too. <laughs> Let me get all this 10 p Wayne. All niggas rapping about the same old thing. I've been coming through with the same old game. Ain't shit changed, except nine got a name. Got it out the mud, but we got no stains. Cold ass digital with a gold ass chain. The girl call me daddy, not my government name. Money on my mind, got the bands on my brain. Let me tell y'all about a nigga I know. The nigga say please, so y'all y'all. Like I said, everybody, do not adjust your television, your screen, your phone, your laptop, your iPad, whatever this is that you're watching on. You are in the right place. And yes, we're going to talk blurred stuff today. I don't know why Omar's on the screen. It's supposed to be me. What's going on? Yes. For those of you all who know who we are, we talk blurred stuff. Yes, black nerd stuff. And one thing that we ain't going to pretend like is like we wasn't all as black nerds influenced by the momentous and also pivotal, also influential show, The Boondocks. Well, what you may not have known is that some of those very songs and some of that very stuff that you saw in that show were influenced and even produced by none other than this gentleman right here, Mr. Big Tank, who's not just a dude who worked on The Boondocks. He's also a guy who is, believe it or not, uh, worked with a lot of different shows as the senior VP Sony Music Supervisor. And he's worked on movies you love, like Praise This Movie, like Green Leaf. He's worked with some of your favorite artists, like, oh, I don't know, Rihanna, Fabulous, Missy Elliott, Christina Aguilera. And he's here to join us today. I want y'all to help me welcome for the first time, but hopefully not the last, the one and only. Only big tanks for <laughs> What's up, bro? What up, what up, bro? How you, man? You all right? Everything good in your neck of the woods, bro? It's yeah. you, bro. It's you. What's popping? 
Everything good, man. It's hot as hell in Vegas. You know what I'm saying? But other than that, it's, it's, it's amazing out here. I'm having a good day. Already worked out okay. today. You know, trying to just get my day going now. Hey, man. Hey, man. You had a busy week, bro. I know you move around a lot. I mean, you you strike me as a gentleman who wears a lot of hats, producer, you know, uh, 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 um, uh, 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 you know, a bunch of other hats. <laughs> DJ, father, exactly. DJ, there you go. Yeah. So, like, what's, what's your week been like that that brought you up to to uh, to uh, to to be in Vegas today and 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 stuff? You do not traveling. What's going on? I just got back um, from Pittsburgh. I went home um, to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. But um, I just okay. got back. Um, this week was a lot of ghosts. Um, next season of ghosts, which is going to be crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, BMF is off to a, an amazing start. So we're like finishing up shows, you know, with all the strikes and whatnot going on. Um, some of the stuff that we've already filmed, we have to finish up. Um, and then I had two shows drop, a new episode this week, The Shy aired for the first, uh, we premiered last night. And then um, Swagger dropped also a new uh, a new episode this week. So, you know, just Ooh. trying to get shows going and, and keep killing this music, man. My man is banging out in a whole bunch of different industries. He is juggling multiple franchises and doing it effortlessly. Um, and I'm not going to lie, bro. You have such a long, impressive resume that it's difficult to ignore, you know, like all of these different projects that you're involved in. I mean, what's it like? Did you see this as your future as a young child? Like, this is where you're going to end up? Is it still like you still pinch yourself? Or is it like, yeah, I earned this shit, damn it? Nah, nah. Like I always knew. Nah, I'm bullshitting. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to give you about a minute and just now, you know, when I was two, I could just feel it. <laughs> now nah, keeping it, you know, just keeping it a hundred. Like, you know, you just work, man. Like you just go at go at this shit every day, trying to do your best at it. And then like, you know, you just hope that it, it, it happens. And you know, I went from literally DJing since I was like a kid. Like I always I still get down, I still scratch. Um and, and spend so DJing like tons and tons and tons at the house and then my mom let me have her room because I always had my friends coming over uh to sit down while I DJ. So then I DJed in college and you know when I went to go play basketball um overseas and whatnot, uh when I came back, DJing was kind of over. So like dudes wasn't really spinning like that. You know what I mean? So uh everything kind of morphed into production. Um so yeah. if I wanted to stay active in it you know the the natural progression was to become a music producer um so uh, taught myself how to play keys and um you know just started really just you know 10 toes down and then um you know i was making beats in my garage like i had turned my garage into a studio and was nice. making, and making beats in there constantly and i thought i was hot like you could tell me shit. i was like <laughs> this shit. but uh but fortunately um my mom's uh, was like, yo, you got like, you know, somebody out here who's really close, you know, family, friend, blah, blah, blah. Um, you should go hang out with this dude. You know, he, he does music, too. And at that time, I was like, man, whatever. Going over to this dude's house and bless him with my beats. And it ended up being this dude named Butter, um, who had produced like Bow Down and all this stuff. And I'd known Butter for a long time, but I didn't know he, was, he had blown up. And... Like I, you know, went to his crib and was just watching him, and he had a bunch of, of, of platinum plaques or that that side, platinum plaques and whatnot. And uh, I was just like, "Yo, show me how to get down." He literally just, like just taught me how to make beats. So, you know, I sat there for like a year under his wing, just like really learning how to get down. And from that man, 
it just kept growing and growing and growing. You know what I'm saying? So it was, it was, it's been an amazing journey though. I ain't gonna hold you. How how old were you around that time when you when you got the uh you know got put on with uh with with butter? Man, so I had already graduated from college. I already played overseas a couple of years. I was already a dad, so oh wow, man. probably like 27, 20, you know, nice. 27. Okay, so I was a grown man. I, you know, but I, but I was grown ass man. I had a, you know, I worked in pharmaceutical sales. Like I was, I was a dad. Oh, wow. I was doing it. I ain't gonna lie, bro. You dropped a lot of knowledge in that. You said you played overseas. I was unaware of that. You said that you were. <laughs> You went to college, but one of the things you said that stuck out the most was that your mom gave you her room. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I was a kid, man, like you know, I would make mixtapes all the time, right? So people would always just come over to my house, and I would like sell little mixtapes, and there would always be so many people in my room because you know, like the turntables were bought for me and my two brothers. Like it was like a family thing, a family oh. Christmas gift. But I was in my my older brother's room so much. DJ and they was like put him in his room. So I took him in my room, which wasn't one of the biggest rooms in the crib or whatever. Um, but my friends and I always have people over, always, 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 always. So my mom just was like, Hey, you should just take my room, you know, and she had her own bathroom and stuff. So I, yeah, when I was like 16, my mom gave me a room. I started spinning in there and you know, it just kind of took off. Man, that's crazy. Like when you think back, like I didn't think about it like that until you said yeah. it. Yeah, like my mama definitely gave her, like gave me the master bedroom. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, why is everybody acting like this is normal? Does anybody else in here, mom, forfeit their room to further their careers? Raise your hand, please. No, exactly. That's not normal shit, bro. Nah, for real. I, you know, I'm not. I thank my mama every day for everything. Like it, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be none of it would be here if not for her. So, you know, I got to give her all the fees. Her and my big brother Steve. You know, those two. I got me going. That's a big deal, man. Well, listen, uh, clearly it worked. So thanks, Mom, uh, for giving yeah, up sure. the whole Nancy. Nancy uh, Thornton, uh, thank you. Nancy <laughs> <Ms>. Thornton, <laughs> yeah, we certainly appreciate it. Ty, I saw you had your hand up. What's up, big bro? Yeah, yeah. Big Tank, I, I, I keep hearing you say you played across seas, man. And and I like for those that don't know, I mean, that you you that's saying that you was a real baller, like you right. wasn't just like no, just average Joe. You 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 went after and was like, hold up, I got skills enough where I can go over here and get paid and get and get my 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 my, my score. So nah. I mean, you you are like how tall? Like six five, six six? No, 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 I'm six two. Oh, you six two? <laughs> See, you look, you look, look, look. When you get a name like Big Tank. I was like, hold up. His name is Tank. And it, look, they see what I'm saying? I mean, oh, hold on, hold on. I don't want to hurt nobody. I'm going to put him away. Because you know, we ain't going to try to get him away. This is a children's show, man. This tall nigga privilege, man. Look at this. This 6'2 privilege over here. Yo. Yo, but I, one thing I, I did notice when I when I went on your page, man, is I I, I saw your son. Now your son played for Duke, I think USC. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And 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 them handles, I seen them breaking some ankles, making people look stupid out there. Man, how is that? How's that feel to be for you to go and play basketball across seas, then have a a, a son that that goes in the same direction? And, yeah. and, and 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 goes to try to achieve that same goal. How's that feel as a father, man? Amazing. I ain't gonna hold you. Like for real. Like I mean, listen. I love my kids. I have four beautiful children. 
um, lucky. Like it's the best thing ever on 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 the planet. Like you know, seeing you and your kids, you know, do what they want to do and be successful. Uh, it is um, it's the best thing, man. Like I, I would trade that in for all the money and everything. Like that being a parent is the by far the best shit, right? So seeing my son take and coaching him through AAU and just like like seeing him fight through you know good days and bad days and ups and downs and you know uh playing you know like last year he averaged 20 and 7 overseas and you know we're trying to figure out where he's gonna go next year with his agent you know and just seeing the the the, the journey continue and you know hopefully when he has a son um, you know, he, he also, you know, continues in the journey of some sort of what, you know, athletics, we just like sports in my family. So, you know, it's been, it's been terrific just to see him just grow. He's home now, um, you know, uh, training and whatnot. So, but it's, it's been, it's been amazing, man. It's been amazing to do. You, did he you gravitate? Said, did, oh, sorry. Go oh, ahead, my bad, my bad. Bad. Did he gravitate to basketball on his own or did you kind of like, um, you know, put the ball in front of him? Like, come on, this is lovely. You're going to do what daddy did. This, this, this <laughs> you know what's crazy, man? Um, I love this so much. I probably just had him around it. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, um, since he was like little, little, little. Like, we won an AAU national championship when he was like nine years old. You know, like that was our first AAU, you know, national championship, and like this kept going. So, uh, you know, when you start seeing success really early. Um, I think you, it motivates you to just continue up, you know, continue to do it at, you know, at the highest level. So he just, you know, stayed on and stayed on and stayed on it. Um, so, uh, but he makes beats too. And he's dope, like crazy. Like, like he's produced songs all over the place. So, wow. um, yeah, man, it's, it's, um, I love, I love my life so much. I figured, you know what, let me show him everything I do and maybe he'll love it too. You know what I'm saying? That's the truth. That's a big deal. So, so does he? So you say he makes beats too. Does anybody else um, have any interest in working in the entertainment field like you do with the shows and producing and being kind of like in the realm? Because I mean, producing some songs is one thing, but working in the capacity of a VP like that—that has a whole nother like set of you know like obligations, right? No, you know what, man? I think like eventually when he, you know, when the ball stops bouncing for him, he'll come over and and, uh, you know jump you know, jump in a bit a business 10 toes down with me. But uh, my baby girl is starting to really like get in the beats and like make them. Oh, you know? So like I'm teaching her how to use different dolls, you know, from Ableton and Serato, a Serato studio and things like that. Um, so, you know, if she ever wants to truly get into it, I want her to know how, but she's into the writing of it and, and all of it. So she's just really creative. You know, my other two daughters are like, yeah, we like to listen to it. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it. Uh, no. Do you do you still do you still hope? Man, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, am gonna, I am not going to disrespect the game and say I hope. <laughs> Come on, never, not right. even for funsies. Yeah, hope. See, hooping no. is not just going out there and throwing the ball towards the basket. If you're a hooper, you know you at this all day. The ball feels Thank like you. it's to your hand. Okay, okay. Like when you bounce the ball, it feels like it's a part of your body. Right? Right, right now, I went and bought some new LeBrons maybe like a month ago, right? Real talk. Like, all right, let me get some, some workout shoes. Got right, right. <laughs> in the gym, got a ball. I feel like I was just smacking the ball like this side of my hand, man. It was terrible. Yeah, it man. was terrible. I was like, what yeah, the man. hell? Shooting, I took my four jumpers and was like, 
Yes. <laughs> you yeah. asked me this next February if I stay at on the path because I'll be out there doing dribbling drills and everything. Uh, if I stay on the path by next February, maybe I can hoop a little bit. But right now, mm -hmm. I'm just having fun in the gym. Yeah. All right. Note to self: Do not pick up Big Tank for three on three oh, 21 no. tournament. Well, I, 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 I said a mean pick right now, but that's about it. <laughs> Take tell him tell him once you can once you got a son that's a hooper, man. You 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 know you can hang your shit up. You could be like, oh, you want to hoop? Oh, you hoop? Hold on a second. I got you. Hey, hey, hey Junior. <laughs> hey Junior. I'm getting come down here. Come, come get him. Come get him real quick. Uh, cause yeah, and be in a second. Nah, man, yeah. I, I was dunking until probably about like six years ago, and I tried to dunk and I almost killed myself, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? I had a, like, I don't know if y'all ever had a sciatica. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't know what that pain was. Like, I wouldn't sit down. It's real talk, yo. I wouldn't sit down. Like, damn, that's different. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a spot. So, like, man. the next day, I'm done. I call my mom, right? I'm complaining to my mom's back. I'm like, yo, my back is doing something it ain't never done. Like, this is crazy. So she's like, boy, quit complaining. Like, my mama is a definitely a boy's mom. She got three boys, right? Uh, boy, quit complaining. You know, I'm like, all right, all right. You know, so I'm over here trying to figure it out, man. I'm in pain, like serious pain, though. So I go to um, a chiropractor. I was going to say, you need to go to the chiropractor to fix sciatica, my man. <laughs> wrong. Wrong. <laughs> he completely messed me up. He All cracked right. me up. He twisted me up. He don't tell me, like, you know, what's going on. So, man, I walk out of there worse. So I go home. <laughs> now I'm taking baby steps in front of each other. Like, I'm jacked up. I go to the bathroom. In the, in the middle of the night, I try to come back. I just stop and just lay on my floor. Like, I'm like, I'm a rat. I'm a rat. You can't lay down. You can't put your feet straight. Any weight on your back is terrible. So I go to the, I go back to another chiropractor, and he tells me, you need to go to a physical therapist. This mm. really happens in the 2000s. So I go to the physical <laughs> therapist. Yo, these dudes put me on like a, 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 a man, it was like a, like a surgery table. But only like only like half my body though, right? And they lock your arms, yo. This is uncomfortable for, for me, right? So they're holding your arms here and they start turning this thing, yo. And it's like stretching out your back. And then they make you walk. Yeah, man. But basically it releases the nerve. Because yeah. you know, it's like it's a nerve and, and yeah. like you keep the nerve. So, but it released the nerves. So I had to do that for like, like a week, like three times a so week. So he's, he's talking about, it's called decompression. It's a very violent way of decompression. They have machines now violent. that do it way easier as you lay on a table face up, not, you know, in a guillotine position, like you're about to, you know, get your arms cut off or anything like that. Um, but uh, sorry, I'm, I'm a health, I'm a healthcare professional. So uh, I know all about that. So, uh, so yeah, so. So yeah, so you lay on a table. They like it's basically like a. Um, have you guys ever been um, zip lining? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. No? Okay. okay. Well, the, you know, you know, basically like the little harness that they put around like your, you know, your legs and stuff like that. It's like that, but less like putting your legs through holes. Basically, it's like a, like a kind of like a, a strap okay, okay. that goes around your 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 body and straps around and stuff like that. And then it pulls your back. Like there's a little string that pulls your back like that. And it's very comfortable and relaxing. It's called decompression. 
Yeah, that's 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 why I said most but chiropractors have that. So the chiropractor should oh, okay. touching you. Well, he just wanted his money because he definitely <laughs> didn't do that. He, my it, neck, my neck felt better, but my back was a wreck. Yeah, it sounds like medieval torture. Like it literally sounds it like is. when they it would, literally. Like, I, I, that's how I used to explain it to patients. I'd be like, okay, so you guys remember the guillotine? This is a less violent guillotine. I'm like, we are going to stretch you out. But, it's it's it it, but they they love that shit. They're like, yo, put me on the stretch thingy. Like, let's do this. They get excited for it. It's great. I work. Last question. Last question about this subject. But what the fuck was you doing? That. <laughs> that you were, was you trying to dunk on somebody like, no, what, like no, were you trying to cross over? I wasn't playing at the time. I was just like, I still dunk, and they was like, man, do it. No, <laughs> you did the seven, you did the sprite thing, yeah, the sprite catch. Wrong, wrong. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. It was bad. That felt. Oh, recently, one of my boys was like, yo, because I'm you know I'm working out like I'm doing two a days. He's like, yo, you gonna try and dunk again? No. No, <laughs> this is just for me. This is for me to know I can get a six pack if I want to. This is just for me. But all that donkey shit, man, come on. What am I trying to do something to? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad that I hope that you don't sustain lifelong injuries from that because we need you, bro. You're you're hella important. I mean, for you to be, I mean, we want to ask you later in the show about some of your experience with some of these superstars that you've had an opportunity to work with, even producing the one minute man song. I know there's stories surrounding this, but if I can keep it real, man, one of the things that's so relevant as of today is some of these other dope things that you're doing with your time. Like we know you've worked on raising Canaan ghost and shows like swagger, even the movie praise this. But if we can keep it G, bro, one of the things that still, even years after it's discontinued, that's still making its rounds in the community is the work that you did on the boondocks, bro. And I'm just curious as to what, A, it was like to be on such a monumental, influential show, and B, how did you get hooked up with Carl and Aaron? And how did you end up in that space where you could put together this music for these uh, for the show? All right. So I, I was making records. Right. And uh, a friend of mine introduced me to a guy named Dennis Cowan. He had a show called Static Shock. It was another cartoon. Oh, yeah. Oh, so introduced me to Dennis. So I did the music on Static Shock. Now, at that time, like this song's on Static Shock from Janae Aiko. This song's on Static Shock from Neo. Like nobody knew who they was yet. Like we was just grinding. Like this is just my little crew. And we was just making like songs and I was scoring these shows. And so, you know, it was my first time doing any kind of animation. Um, so when Static Shock was over, Dennis introduced me to Aaron um, because Aaron was doing the boondocks. And Aaron just wanted to he know that you could like for real make beats. Like he wanted like a for real producer, like to come in. Like he didn't want like a normal composer. Uh, he wanted like a for real producer. So uh, he came to the stew and, uh, you know, was just, you know, let me, let me see you do something. So he was like, yo, I kind of want something like, and he named a couple of songs and I was like, okay, bet. So I chopped up some drums and, uh, you know, proceeded to, to make the theme song. You know, and he basically was like, yo, you got it. Let's go. Like, you know, you got the job. So once I made the beat, you know, it was it was pretty much a wrap. So that's how yo, I got hold it. Hold on. 
Are you talking about? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. You talk about the theme song for like the the for the Boondocks? Mm-hmm. For the Asher Rule joint, so that I am the stone that the builder refused. That yeah. that that's all you right there. Yeah, my man, yo. Uh, so the game, man. How the hell? The okay, yo. Okay, so because I here, here's where the confusion lies. I saw an interview, or I saw Asheru, who I believe was the one that performed that project, mm-hmm. right? I saw him talking at one of his concerts where he was talking about the uh, all of the uh, everything that went into that project, and I just was unaware that you had, you know, that you were the one who actually made. So, so what? When you're thinking, okay, this is what I'm making this for. How do you put that? into what it is that you're making like how do you know yeah. what's going to be a good fit for that for that particular uh, uh type of product production right. so so off the rip i knew i wanted like aaron like aaron's like a like a hip-hop head like a backpack kind of hip-hop guy so like he wanted like like some some old school drums so like that's a drum breaks drums cut up you know what i mean um i made it like i was making a record you know what i mean mm-hmm. and he wanted it to be like like a superhero like a black superhero Type of that type of thing, so that's yeah. that's that's what the idea for horns, you know, horns came in, and it was, you know, uh, it was pianos and horns. Like he likes organic sounds and like hip hop drums. So, you know, as I was making it, I kind of you know knew which way I wanted the beat to go. Now, what Astro did to it, he blessed it. You know what I mean? Like after the beat was done, you know, mixed it, bounced it, and uh, um, Aaron sent it to Astro. And when I came, when I got it back, all I had to do was touch up like little stuff. You know, and it was, it was. Oh my God. It. Yeah, he killed it. That's iconic. Yo, that song from that, excuse me while I make some adjustments here. That song is completely ridiculous. And I don't know, Did I'm assuming you probably didn't have anything to do with Asheru being the one who rapped over it. Like you just produced it or did you get the chance to, you know, yeah, make it? So Aaron, Aaron was really cool with Asheru. Aaron knew okay. Asheru from, you know, from I think college. You know what I mean? Okay. So. He had knew Ashru for a long time, so he already you know, like like he was just like yo get it to my guy. So you know we sent it on out to him. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, that's what's up, man. I, see, bruh, and this song right now still carries so much weight. Uh, but that's not the only song uh, 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 that you put out there. Obviously, there's this dude who became really popular. Uh, we talked with uh, Carl about it, named Thug Nipperson, obviously, who had this song called. Well, we thought it was called Booty Butt Cheeks. <laughs> but from what, based on recent events, we've learned that it originally was dubbed Move Them Butt Cheeks. Um, and that you were instrumental in making that song. Could you give us some background as to what went into the creation of Move Them Butt Cheeks or Booty Butt Cheeks, whatever All right, it is? so real talk, man. So... When I first got the job, because I produced like all the songs on the show, right? So I didn't know at the time because I was a composer, but I was also a music supervisor. So they, they hit me up and was like, um, they sent me the animatic, you know. Uh, so that's basically it looks like a black and white cartoon, right? It's before okay. all you know, a lot of the stuff is done. So it's like the first scene, like you see like some asses on a TV screen shaking. <laughs> <laughs> and granddad's watching it, you know, and there's no sound. You know what I mean? So I'm watching it, and the granddad's just like, oh, get, oh, this right, get, get. <laughs> so John's ad is on there. So I'm like, you know, like, I'm like, oh shit, okay. Huh. 
So I just went to, like, so I made a beat with my boy. I just made a beat, like, real quick. And my boy Ray was, uh, my boy Ray was with me. And uh, I was like, yo, record me real quick. So I just ran in there. And literally, because it was some butt cheeks moving, I just like, so then we stack it like four times, right? And then I go, Ray, go in there. And he's like, Rump! it's it's hilarious. So we're just acting stupid, right? I made the beat maybe like five seconds, right? <laughs> we're, we're completely just having fun. Like, I'm not knowing, you know, because my first, like, on Static Shock, it was dramatic music. Like, uh -huh. like I'm yeah. like going there, right? This, I'm just getting to have fun. So I'm not knowing, and they don't give me no direction. They're just like, yeah, go ahead, you know? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm silly as it is. You know what I mean? So I'm like, oh, you, you fucked up. Let me have some leeway. So, you know, so, so I, I hand in mood and butt cheeks. Man, so <laughs> everybody, so they play it. Everybody loves it, right? I'm like, all right, cool. All right, I can do what I, I can. I can be me, right? So fast forward. Fast forward. Because. <laughs> Because I didn't know at first, like when they're writing these scripts, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I don't know until I get the script, you know. So they they got this new character, Thugnificent. And his hit his hit song is that song, right? So right. I'm like, how all right, so when I see it and it's saying booty butt cheeks, I don't say nothing. <laughs> 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 I don't I, I don't know. So I, I let it ride. So I'm like I'm, I don't think I told nobody, honestly, for maybe like a year. I was like, oh no, I'm not saying booty butt cheeks, right? It was like what? I'm saying moving butt cheeks. <laughs> They don't even know really that it's my voice saying anything. <laughs> when I'm doing a record, they don't know who I'm putting on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but they don't know it's me. So I'm like, I'm clearly, y'all don't have, I'm, I'm clearly. I'm butt cheeks. Like, <laughs> nah. But by then, we had already had some bangers. So <laughs> I honestly, I honestly didn't think it was ever going to be discovered because I didn't tell nobody. I got, I was shocked when people started finding out. I was like, "Oh shit, how'd they find out?" <laughs> somebody who got the stems. I'm like, "Did somebody take my hard drive?" Like, because I say it on the yeah. show too. Like, is it moving them butt cheeks or booty butt cheeks? Who gives well, a damn? Show about butt cheeks. I'm like, well, I want. I'm like, I want to know what what, what is that? Like no, that was after. But now when people start finding out, I was like, but now Aaron and them, because people started talking about it before. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, people started talking about it before, so that's why they they. They went ahead and answered the question, you know. So. But 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 big tank, do you actually? Because as they portrayed in the in the anime, you, which by the way, I'm curious as to what you thought about this depiction of you. Yo, I'm the biggest dude in the country. Like when they showed first when they told me they was drawing me, I was like, oh that's dope. Then I was like, why am I so big? <laughs> One time I didn't have a full beard, I was only rocking the goatee, right? So I was like, my shoulders are big, but I ain't, you know, I'm a, like, oh, you know, I ain't that big, y'all. Like, that, he looked like he got out the pen last week. 
Also, his head is disproportionately small yeah. for his big ass body. I was like, is that how y'all see me? Like, I don't really feel like my head is small. Like, is, do I have a small what? head? Like, oh my God. I thought, like I, like, I need to get smaller so my head fits. Cause I, oh like, that wasn't, God. that wasn't cool, man. No, I was, Yo. it was crazy. Even just every now and then I'll take John's voice and big tank, please make it hot player. And like when I'm doing stuff, I'll scratch it over beats or, you know what yeah. I mean? So, you know, I just, you know, now, and you asked me what it was like to be on something so iconic, keeping it a whole buck with you. Please. When you're doing it, you don't know. Right. When you're right. doing it, you're just, you're just doing it. You know, and you're just trying to make the best product and, and make the best records and, and all that stuff. So you don't really even know at the time, like, this is going to be, like, one of them things. You know what I mean? Like, you're just really mm -hmm. grinding and hoping, you know, for the best. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. people took to it. You know what I mean? Um, and then people took to it more and more and more and more and more. Uh, but, you know, when you're first sitting down and, you're, you're, you know, it's it's – it's karate and it's, I mean, there's just so many different aspects to it, man. You don't even think to yourself, you know, this is, you know, this is going to be like forever and ever. And then it is. And you're like, wow, like it's dope to be a part of that. But I'm going to tell you that about everything I've ever done, every song I've ever created or anything. Like you don't really know. It just does. And then you go, fuck, that's dope. Like, thank you. Nice. You write it or whatever. I, I, I didn't write the sound on there, but anyway. Listen, um, somebody just took the, the, the end of the end of the do 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 and and flipped it. Did you did you have anything to do with that that uh in credits that that music? I did all the music. Yeah. It's a three bar. It's a three bar melody. The name of the beat is three bars. Because it's a high number of bars. Like nobody does beats that are thirty bars long. It's the yeah. weirdest like bar count. Like if you try to rap over it, you're gonna like you're gonna notice it, it turns around before you do. I'm I'm very curious. I mean, we're skipping ahead here because I this was on my list of questions. But uh, since we're here, and Ty, I saw you. We're gonna definitely make sure we get to your question. Like, please, please, uh, Asheru and the intro. I can understand. You're like, okay, uh, uh, Aaron. He's a hip hop head. He likes backpack rap. I have something to to maternal, you know, to to put like to alchemize, so to speak. But for the for the end credits, I, or for that 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 three bars segment, I'm assuming they give you free reign and they just say, "Look, we just need something to play during the credits, or we just need such and such." So you have everything at your disposal, and this is where you land. I'm just curious as to how you landed on on the three bars and 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 that that in credit concept because it's it's dope as fuck it's iconic as shit it's weird like the drums i use are weird i think it was like i sampled some drums from some like i don't even know where they're from now i have to go back and look at my at my zip but i mean and just the drums was just they were just super hard you know what i mean and it's not like a kick and snare like if you go back and listen to it it's not like a regular kick and a regular snare. Like there's a kick and a snare supporting it, but the two sounds over the top of it are weird sounds. And then uh, the melody was just, it was just cool. You know, it was that. And so it just fit, you know? So, and it's very little on there. I might've used a kick, snare, hi-hat, and the flute. That might be it. 
You know, like, I don't yeah. think I put very much on that beat. It was just bare bones, but it rocked. Like I'm in the studio jumping up and down, listening to it like, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> so, you know, whenever, hold on, can you guys still hear me or am I cut off? Yeah, yeah, we hear you, we hear you. Okay, because I can't hear y'all. So. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Yeah, it, can't it, hear us? There we go. Now you it came okay. back. Okay. We'll, we'll just, uh, we'll stop the shit and fly to Vegas if need be. You know what I'm saying? We'll just finish this shit in the studio. You know? Um, were you finished with your thought? Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, whenever something makes you get up in the studio rocking, you just know, like, that's that's fire. So I played it for Aaron, and it was like, this shit crazy. You know what I mean? And we, and we put it on the back, but it's it's just a it's just a hard. I was trying to just smash two things together, like something hard with something slight, you know, something soft. You know what I mean? So a really dope melody is catchy and with a flute. You know, yes. and, uh, it's got that like smooth granddad like vibes to it. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Damn, you can't you can't help but feel them, you know, and just gets your body moving. Yes. You know what I mean? Over some very hard drums. So yeah, man. And that like, was Aaron's when you played it for Aaron, he was just like, Ah, uh, now I'm froze. Damn. Oh no. Oh, we see you fine. We see you, yeah, bro. We see you fine. Oh no! Oh, oh man, man, he talked it into existence. All right, well, oh there you are, there you are. He's back. He's back. It'll freeze and then unfreeze, so it's done. It to me. It's fine. It's pre-recorded. We'll edit it out. Yeah. <laughs> what were you gonna say? You said it was Aaron's what? I said it was Aaron when you we played it for him. He just immediately was like, "Oh fuck!" Like the Jay Z head nod. Like yeah, yeah, nah. You know when Aaron likes shit immediately. You also I mean, know when Aaron don't like shit immediately. Hmm. <laughs> oh whoa. Oh yeah, did that happen? You, no, 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 not like that. Okay, you know, okay. Aaron just he just knows what he wants. I love that. That's good. You know what I mean? Aaron had you change your hi hat sound out. You know what I mean? Like he's like, I don't know if I like that hi hat. Like he started learning music the more he was in the studio. Aaron, Aaron knows what he's doing in there. He seems like a collegiate dude. Uh, Ty, before I ask you a question, I just I didn't want to lose this thought. Um, did you engineer the songs as the people were in the booth, so to speak? My question basically is, when Carl did sing Booty Butt Cheeks, were you there to oh. witness him? Okay, nah. okay. Yeah, you know, I just I just mixed it. You know what okay. I mean? So, <laughs> you know, so, but I got the script, so I knew it was coming. <laughs> so why, so, so you saw the script and you didn't, there was nothing in you that was like, uh. It was also funny. It was also funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know? You know, it was also funny. So I was like, let's see what you know, let me see what that comes out. You know That's <laughs> crazy. That's dope, man. Uh uh, yeah, go ahead, Ty. Uh the what was your question, homeboy? <clears throat> um my question tank was was more like your relationships with these actors and 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 did you actually like have interactions with them or was it more like you were just behind the scenes and you know everything you got was just their voices on wax you know what i'm saying because if, if I, I i heard you mention john and you know rest his soul god rest his soul but you know like did you ever actually have those interactions with those yeah. individuals you know what i'm saying and, and like did you both. speak to those yeah speak to some yeah. of those interactions uh, it, it was both you know what i'm saying like like um sometimes uh, we just send out stuff because, you know, we we're also working on different things at the time. So sometimes I would send it to him. You know, we'd have a phone conversation, go back and forth, you know, uh, with it. Sometimes you're just in sessions with him. And everybody's really easy to work with. Like, nobody was, 
everybody was funny. Everybody was engaging. You know, some of the table reads would be, I mean, they're just, just good ass people, man. For real funny. Um, I mean, John's John, man. He's a legend. You know what I mean? Like, man, that dude, man, always something good to say, though. Every time you see him, just always just a great dude, man. Always trying different things. You know, um, some of the, the ad-libs, I don't know if you guys ever pay attention to the backgrounds of the ad-libs and the boondocks, but some of the background shit is the funniest shit yeah. I've ever heard in my life. Like, a, like DJ Pooh, when he was on there, talking about Mo the flight, <laughs> the flight dude, and like Mo, Mo invented the color orange is in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that shit made me cry so hard when I heard I was like, what did he say? He invented the color orange. <laughs> like, where did that come from? Like, who thought that? You know what I mean? So, but these are like, this is the creativity of the people that we were around. You know what I mean? Um, Homie, Homies Over Hoes is like the best song of all time to me. The hook is Do The Homie. Do The Homie. No, this do you understand? Like, <laughs> most deaf is a genius, yo. Yes. True. And like the, the little, I, I did the beat, like ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yo, I didn't know what he was gonna do. That one I had no, no, no parts of until I got it back. I was like, oh my god, this might be the funniest dude on the planet. <laughs> Cause it snapped. Like <laughs> the, the worst part about it, the song was fire. Mm-hmm. So it was like. <laughs> then I, so like when I first did it, I didn't have the drum change in the hook. Like the and then I have the drum. Well, all the dudes came in. So when I got it back and heard them do that, I did. The, I put the drum rolls in and, and start building around it. Man. When I saw the cut and the dance they was doing, and him, you know, uh, he's jumping just in the VIP. (laughs) (laughs) Then you see the dance and Riley going, oh, shit, oh, dog. (laughs) Aaron's a genius. Most deaf's a genius. Dog, it was, I mean, so, so I basically said that to say, working with all those dudes on, you know, whether it was, uh, you know, via phone, or actually been in session with them. Just the best dudes, most talented dudes, creative. wasn't afraid to not try anything. You know, we, we could try anything. Aaron was so open to allow everybody, you know, the opportunities to be as creative as they wanted to be. You know, so it just made it for uh, the, the the best environment. There was no bad ideas, kind of thing. It was like, yo, let's try this, let's do that. Everybody was just really, really open to doing it. So with your problem? personality, with your personality, this uh oh, go ahead, Omar had oh go ahead, go ahead, Ty, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Now, now I was just saying with your personality, this this didn't even feel like a job. So you was going to work every day. Like, I'm like, this is what the hell I'm I I I I live for is is having these type of experiences. I'm 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 in the company of greatness. I'm you know, I'm surrounded by all these geniuses, and yeah. I'm a genius. So hello, uh you know, you know. You don't look at yourself like a genius, though. You look at yourself like you cheating. Like I'm like, oh, <laughs> like this is so much fun. Like real talk. Like I listen. 
if somebody asks me, like, are you nice? I'm extremely nice. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm really good at this shit. Um, I can make a record in 10 minutes. You know what I mean? Or, and I can tell you what's hot for real and what ain't hot for real fast and who's dope and who's not dope. You know, like, 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 I'm really like, that's what I'm a, I'm, I'm a great judge of, uh, of talent, but, but, but I, I put so much time and effort into this shit um, every day. I love it so much that it never felt like a job. You know, I always joke with people, you know, as a man, you always hear the saying, you know, happy wife, happy life. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, happy career, happy life. For real. Ooh, bars, bars. If you, if you really love what you do every day, oh, man. You walk around blessed. I'm blessed, like extremely blessed every day to do what I do and to be able to, you know, be around the people and be able to take care of the people I want to take care of. I can afford to do anything I want to do. Like I'm extremely blessed to do something that I love to do. And I work with amazing people, the Courtney Kemp's and 50 Cent's and Lena Waif's and, you know, Reggie and, and Regina Blythe and Karen and, and Claire and, you know, just, you know, Randy, my, my guy, Randy, who created BMF, he had a stroke. Um, you know what I mean? And, you know, always praying for him. And, and then, you know, the team that they put together over BMF and just, you know, get to do, you know, force and raise the cane. And, I mean, working with them, I mean, like we got, you know, Haley so talented. You know what I mean? And, and the kid that plays, you know, 50 is, I mean, when I tell you, they're just good people, you know, just – you know, uh, what's when that came out here a couple of weeks ago? Uh, my man Woody, who plays um, Kane on, uh, yeah. on Post, and oh, we yeah. just and we just went out to eat. You know what I mean? Just hanging out with these dudes every day, man. Just being around him and Malcolm, you know, uh, from Razor Kane, and like it's just so many good people, you know, on all these shows too, man. It just you just feel blessed every day to do everything you do, man, and to be respected for it. You feel me? That's a big deal. That's a big deal, uh, Omar. Oh, my question, because you said you have, like, a silly personality. So, like, to be on the boondocks or in a show, another show where, like, you get to, like, oh, yeah, like, go ahead and go ahead and do what you want. Go ahead and, like, let that fly. Who can you say who was the person on either boondocks or another show where you were, like, the most surprised that they didn't take themselves that seriously? Like, for, uh, like, with most or Yasin Bay, where I was like, oh, wow, he he went all in, not, like, he, <laughs> okay, he did that. Like, was there someone else that you were, like, surprised that they, like, Oh, they went there like, oh, fuck my image. We're gonna like, I'm, we're having fun here. Like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that here. I mean, all right. So this is unfair though because this dude's a comedian. <laughs> but all right, so I just did a movie in Atlanta called Praise This. Um, hey. So I, I was, I was basically flipping a bunch of like gospel songs and, and hip hop songs and things like that. The dude in that picture on the left, Drew bottom Steve. left, Drew Bobby. Wilson. Going to the studio with Drewski. <laughs> <laughs> speak on it, speak on it, champ. Oh man, it's the man. Listen, and we have fun every day. He's so funny, and it's not like he's jokes funny. Mm -hmm. Like write him down. He's like every day hang out with hilarious. Like he's always doing something. Oh man! And he's not, not out the juicy. Not out the juicy. Drewski's a mon, and he's not afraid to try nothing. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like we, we, I mean, he don't have to know the song. He might be off beat. He gonna figure out a way to make it fit. You know what <laughs> I mean? But then all of a sudden we bring him in to sing. He in key. He got a baritone voice. Like, he know how to sing. Like, who are you? 
Like the first day you were here, you might have been the worst. You know what I mean? <laughs> but he's so talented and he knows how to make things fit. And then working with Tina, um, and, and uh and like Tina was the director on Praise This, she's so creatively dope too. So she's in the studio with us and she's like, try this, you know, and she's throwing him ideas and he's going and doing everything. Everything she's throwing at him, he there knocking it out the park. Like Tina's dope with that. Oh man, so but working with him, he's doing skits like while he's like while he's uh recording, like he's doing stuff, <laughs> he don't turn off, man. But when I tell you he's the I mean, just man, just hilarious, man. Hilarious dude, man. Shout out to Drewski. Shout out to Drewski, man, for sure. It sounds like you probably deal with this a lot because I mean when you learn you're gonna work with somebody, you don't know how that experience is gonna be. So <laughs> I'm sure there's stories you have where it maybe didn't go the way you expected, but we'll leave those alone for right now. I'm a little more curious as to you alluded to earlier how you had John Witherspoon, uh and he, you know, he, you know, we all love and adore this man from Friday to all of the projects, boomerang. I mean, it's just it's endless. But I'm just curious as to when he when he actually had to rap like a uh, granddad, uh, like, like were you were you have any part to do? Were you there to witness this? Did you yeah, like, man. <laughs> like, what was that like? Because I'm trying to imagine. I mean, we know he tried to have a rap career, but no, nah, you know, like John. Listen, you don't do like like when they're in when all those guys, including Carl, when they're when they're in like their creative space, you just get out the way. You know what I mean? Like, you know, because you can't tell them how to be funny. They know how to be funny <laughs> way better than me. So I'm just going to sit back and enjoy the ride. Like, I'm serious, man. Those, they're so dope at what they do, you know, that I just really want to sit back and enjoy the ride. I just, I, you know what? If I had one wish, though, I wish I could have did one record with Riley. Oh, what oh, a record. No. <laughs> he didn't do it. Did he didn't sing no songs? I felt like uh -uh. the beans. No, he did. He sure didn't. Yeah, you're right, man. Yeah. No, but I, I'm talking about like a whole Riley record. That would like been, a whole like a whole album. <laughs> that would have been so much fun. Yo. <laughs> Young Reezy, <laughs> aka Horse Choker, Escobar. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> no, Riley. Well, well, for that for that song, did you have anything to do with like the lyrics of? I mean, who like? Because it was a battle rap, you know. That's, so you just you just the music. John, John, oh, John made that. John wrote that song. Man, all those guys are getting there, man. I'm telling you, that's why he's a mother, mother, mother fool. Like they, man, these dudes are just you don't understand, man. Just creative juices, man, and they just do stuff, and they land on genius. I joke with one of my friends all the time about that. I'm like, hey, man, I don't know if you know this, but genius just landed on me today. I'm, just, I'm in here just doing all my genius stuff. These dudes are like that. Like, they'll just, they just do stuff, man. And you sit back and be like, that's fucking genius. Well, I mean, for, for Pops and for, say, John Witherspoon and, you know, folks like that who are basically hired, obviously, to be on the show, yes, they're genius. And we, you know, we we sit and we relish in what they bring to the table. But then there's other situations like, in the event uh, of the person that he was battling, Thugnificent, and the lethal interjection uh, uh, that also had something to do with, you know, some of the battle rap. I'm wondering, like, these 
iconic folks like Buster Rhymes, who just got his like Lifetime Achievement Award, and Snoop also were on these songs. What was it like when they came into the studio, when they had to be in the picture? Did they have that same energy? Did they feel like they could just be loose, or were they trying to stick to the script? I mean, just, just what's the experience? So, like, sometimes dudes would come in, sometimes dudes would record it themselves, you know what I'm saying? So we would get it at different times, you know what I mean? So, you know, when it wasn't it wasn't like there was always time for everybody to be in the studio together at the same time because we were bringing these are some heavy hitters, you know what I mean? So true, at true. times you could, at times you couldn't, you know. So, but I mean, like I worked, you know, I had already been working on records before I started doing television. So just working with those guys was, you know, normal. You know what I mean? Because like they all make, you know, you you're in the studio with them already. You know, I had met most of those guys before. Uh, we ever did any TV show stuff, so you know, oh, okay. very talented, just very talented men that to right now are iconic. I mean, there's busting and stupid. I mean, come on, man, like that's crazy that we had those guys even doing songs on these shows. I mean, if you really think about that, I know, like the guys who were doing songs on a TV show, hmm. you know, what I mean, as characters, like when's the last time that's ever happened? Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? so, but. Well, I was gonna say one of one of my um one of my favorite songs was just just basically had a cameo in the show, and uh, it was a song called "Dick Riding." <laughs> Obama. Oh. I, oh. Whoa. Hold on. Oh, pause. Uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Not that it needs to be paused. But yeah, but the Dick Ride song, like, it was so monumental. It was the Obama episode where, you know, Huey's like, you know, I don't really know if I'm really up on Obama like that. But that was you, too. You you produced a Will I Am-esque type song for the show. Like, what what's what's that like? Like, what's going on that song? I don't remember that song. I got to hear it. Oh, okay. I'll, I will sing it for you. All right. All right. It goes, Woke up this morning saying, yes, we can. I said, well, oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, it was, I, what he said, I want to ride your nuts because I thank you, the man. And now we will dick ride. And okay, my daughter. I got to hear it. I got to hear it. I got to hear it. Why don't you just bring up a clip, Vince? Because you can always just cut it out the show. Okay. Yeah, all right, all right. I could, I could do that. Um, well, you know what? If it requires that much, this is this. Is, if it helps, this was the, uh, the 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 video that went along with it. And, I didn't um, do this. This yeah, is a song. Was, I didn't do this record. We, we oh, received. you didn't do it. Okay, okay, okay. All right, we yeah, all right. Well, I thought, I thought <laughs> that's not me, Vince. <laughs> I do that. You don't know my hits, nigga. <laughs> You don't know who the fuck I am. Do you not see me in my fucking Shug Knight cosplay, nigga? This is death row shit. <laughs> not yeah, the Shug Knight. Now I'm Shug Knight. See, see the bullshit? See the bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't be, you can't be a sizable black man. <laughs> I'm 2023 with a beard. <laughs> he ruined it for everybody. <laughs> we take that back, man. We take that back. But the thug in love, that was definitely you. You were oh, in man. on the thug in love. And that wasn't due to homie, but it is gangstalicious. What's the process that goes into that um um uh, songwriting? I mean, the same thing. Like literally, I was in LA watching the clip, and you know, it just had to be something that sounded like something like R. Kelly-esque. You know, is <laughs> what I was thinking. I was like, oh, how can I go here? And you know, uh, so I did the beat real quick. And just started singing the hook and then had my girl Crystal come down. And <laughs> she's doing ad-lib runs. Now, the funny thing is, 
That song doesn't even have any verses on it. Right. It's, it's, it's only a hook. It's love. Like we never, we never put verses on it. Like, I never realized that. There's no verses on it. It's just a hook. I got that thug in love. It hurt in the background, but there's no hook, man. But I mean, there's no, there's no. He never rapped on it. We didn't need it. We didn't need it. So yeah, man. That's it. That's it. That's it. Uh, Easter egg for you. Go ahead. Go ahead, Omar. Uh, so uh, Brian Cranston was an actor that was like, yo, usually you only get like one show, which is like a hit, which is what he said when he's on Malcolm in the Middle, then he got Breaking Bad. So you've had two shows where it's like, oh, this iconic show, Boondocks, so, like finding out you also did Static Shock, like, oh yeah, you got fucking like two bangers. Um, you did Boondocks, that came out, what, like not, uh, that was like 2000, when did that debut? 2000, not 2000. Uh, I'm, getting the, I'm getting the years wrong, but Boondocks is like one of the earlier animated shows that did music, and then we saw shows now that kind of do music like that's integrated into the show years later, like with Steven Universe, Adventure Time, and all that. Do you watch any other like animated shows where like, where, like it kind of sticks out to you? Do you like, or I guess you could also say like another score of a, of a live action show, but I'm really into like an animated show. Do you do you listen like, oh wow, like this is this is good, or are you just like mm, this is like. It could have been stronger here because you said you got the ear for what's good and what's not as well. So I'm like, is there anything that sticks out to you? You're like, oh yeah, this, yeah, they're killing it here. They're doing this. Man, you know, here's the thing, man. Like right now, just keeping it up a whole buck. I'm just busy. Mm, like, word. I got, you know, I mean, we got we're on strike right now, and I still got like five shows going. Like I'm still oh, working. That's crazy. That's with the strike going on. So when we're not in strike, and um, you know, I'm you know, working on all these shows at the same time, you're working full days. I have a mm. staff and, you know, we're working, you know, long, long, long days. So what's your decompression process then? And what, if you're working all these days, what do you do to like, what's your like unwinding? Or if you're like, oh man, I'm at a, I'm at a block right now. What is it like? Do you watch something or do you listen to something? Like, how do you get out of it? Or do you just like force your way through? I make beats. Oh, you, oh, you, oh, you make you make you. Oh, wow, you make your way out, man. Okay, yeah, nah, like, like, like that, that relaxes me. Like, uh, spinning, nice. spinning, and making beats is like fun. Mm. Like, if mm. I can, like, if I can, like, not have to go nowhere and I had to see nobody for a full day, I'll make beats like the whole day. Oh, snap. he's a spin master, and he's a spin master. If you could go on his Instagram, he'd be on that. Yo, he still he catches yeah, sure. Wow, I, I, I love music so much, and I don't think about it like that. Like I'm not trying to to uh, OD on it. You know what I mean? Because doing what I do is a job. Like you know, being supervisors of all these shows and making sure you you got hot music and you like you got the new cutting edge shit. Like I got this kid a record deal from a song on a TV show. You know what I'm saying? So like like. Like you want to be like at the forefront of, of the hotness, but when I'm not working on the shows and doing that stuff, I love making beats. Mm. Word. You know, I just like being in that creative zone. I just do. You Go know? ahead, Ty. I got a question, and this is in in terms of the the Joe and the Trey. Uh, um, uh, the Trey. You remember the Joe when when Joe had the. Had- 
had the I'm original not- intro, and then they, they tried to go with that Trace songs. And oh, y'all, he was like, well, what are y'all going with this? Like, what is this my madness? And then, what was that about? <laughs> we have the man himself who is responsible. Big Tank. Wow. Uh, Big hey, Tank. Uh, first of all, I'm, I'm definitely not responsible. <laughs> and, and, and I have nothing to say about that. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We'll keep about it. We'll keep it. We'll 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 my job is You crazy? That was a great. That, that was a great fucking question. I'll tell you. Yeah, put him in the hot seat. Put him in the hot seat. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, um, I was like, so basically, I didn't get anything said. <laughs> what I can't, I can't tell anybody no the either. I, 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 I got no comment. Nice, nice. But, but did you? But, but for the actual, I'm sorry, Todd. Go ahead. I didn't mean. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Bill. I'll come back. I was gonna follow up on that. I was just gonna say for the original. I mean, because we all know, and and I, I didn't plan on going here, but since you asked that question, we all know that Curtis Jackson is his own entity in his, in itself. <sighs> So I don't want to put you in any realm to to face any firing squads, no puns intended. But uh, was there any? Did you have anything to do with the the original opening theme of? Nope, that was all. Kurt. Okay. Fifty, like like Fifty, will come to you with, and and then like he'll play different things for you because he wants your, you know, he wants your feedback. But five is five. Like he's, you know, fifty fifty. You know, that's yeah, yeah. I, I don't want. Yeah. I'm not gonna say to him. About a we, theme we, song. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we, we love it. Since they all slap though. Yeah. Like, yeah. like every theme song slaps. Like he's just dude's dope. Like if y'all really think about what he did. Yeah. It's certain dudes that cross over from one thing to another and so seamless and amazing. Yeah. Like Will Smith from rapping to acting. Like that crossover, crazy. What Fifth has done as an executive of, you know, these shows, like he built a whole universe. He's given so many people opportunities that they would just not have had. You know what I'm saying? Like this dude is really like he's a whole brand in himself, and just the funniest dude ever. At the same time, like oh my god, he's funny. You know? Oh my god, y'all, y'all, you don't know, man. Come on, you never see like his videos. He's hilarious, man. Yeah, 50 is oh, cool. man. And just cool. Like, cool. Oh, he's cool. Man. I don't I'm know. Just, here's the thing. I'm, I got to tell y'all this, man. Please, please. Because I'm a normal dude. Like, I'm, 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 I'm blessed and lucky. I'm normal. Like, I'm a normal guy. So I feel like I speak for the people, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. Everybody is ridiculously cool, man. Like Ava DuVernay is cool. They're cool ass people. Lena Waite is like my like like my family. Like they're so cool, man. Like you, there's no Courtney Kemp is so dope. Fifty. I mean, when I tell you, like Karen and Claire, like like we did like um, I did the game with Claire. And Karen has our kind of people. And I did um, a Lee Daniels show with her, too, called Star. They just, like, moved out to Vegas. And, like, Randy and, like, they, all these creators of these shows, man, when I tell you they are just, like I said, Reggie, uh, the, the creator of, of Swagger, when I tell you everybody and the actors, everybody's so easy 
like y'all would y'all would love to work with. I just did a song with Russell um, from um, from BMF, the dad. You know what I mean? That, that is wow. fire. Like these dudes are. Everybody's got these different talents. So on the side, you'll just do different songs with these different people, man. It's just dope, man. It's just been. They're all really good people. Strike well, that from easy, the record. I got an easy one for you, Big Tank. Who's your favorite Pittsburgh rapper? <laughs> and you better not get this one wrong. <laughs> you gotta go home. <laughs> you gotta, I mean, go, you gotta home. go home. You, you really wrong? Not me. Go ahead. It's safe I mean, of, course, of course, I'm gonna say uh, Wiz and Mac. Wiz. Okay, okay, all right, all right. You know, okay. But, but Mac was Mac was amazing to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Mac Miller, Mac Miller was probably more hip hop than Wiz. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like as far as like Wiz was, you know, more today popping, and Wiz is Wiz yeah. is Wiz. You know what I'm saying? But man, I love Mac. Mac song. You know what I mean? Like Mac was creative. Like Mac was Dude, early. Talented. You know what I mean? He was like early, man. Like I love Mac. You know what I mean? So I'm gonna say it's a tie with them two. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But but let's let's focus less on on current things now, just to avoid any conflicts. And I'd like to focus on the career that you had that gave us that plaque that's right over your left, over your right shoulder, right there. That 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 caused you to be able to collaborate with artists like missy elliott for the one minute man production i mean i'm just curious as to what all that entails like how did you you know uh, end up in that space where you could you know i mean don't get me wrong i know you your guy you 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 know you 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 built yourself to be and there's plenty of songs that you made that maybe didn't necessarily get this type of recognition but in this particular this is this is i mean it's it's still in your it's still hanging up you know what I'm saying? Like, talk to us how you got to that point. How did you all, uh, what was that like? You know, you know, I was uh, a manager, this dude named Kyrie Brown. Like, Jay Brown works with Jay-Z, and um, he's Jay's brother. And uh, got, like, some beats I was, you know, just in the garage making to Timberland. And uh, Timberland heard it and was like, yo, I want to sign you. So I signed with Tim and went to New York, and we started working out there first. Um, and then we're in the studio with Missy uh, later. So Tim would just come in and we all worked in headphones. You know what I mean? Uh, Tim mm -hmm. works in headphones. So I, I just came in and, um, you know, it was I heard the sample and somebody just posted it too. I just got a DM about it, but heard it and start cutting it up and, you know, just start like messing with it. And then Tim took it and, and started doing his thing to it. And then Craig Brockman. Uh, phenomenal keyboard player came in and he touched it up a little bit. And when I tell you, a beat is just a beat until the right artist gets on it. Like she, she, she took that thing and and sprinted with it. Mm. And I mean, like no matter how dope a beat is, it's just a beat. But until like somebody like a Missy or a Fab or a Re or a you know, Christina or something like that, get on it and turn it into something. It's just a beat. And when she went with it, I never would have saw, you know what I mean? I wasn't, you know, but she's so creatively different and just talented. Like Missy is just, whew, man, one of my, you know, probably top three female artists of all time. Like, I, do you mind if I ask you, um, when when were you there 
in the writing process? Did you see Missy Elliott's mind at work when she heard the beat and started to like put the words with it? Did you get an opportunity to kind of like nobody really like when Missy gets in the her in, in the her shit, like nobody's really in the room. Like, but the studio we were working at um in LA, um, there was a studio like I where I was placed at, like there's a big room in front of me, there's like a, pre- a pre-production room behind it, so I can see everything going on. So I'm, I got my headphones on and I know she's writing to the beat. So you're seeing her just in her creative space doing her thing. And man, you know, but she's so like, she's a, just a different thinker. Like Missy will like literally, if you just give her some drums, just, just if she likes the drums, she can write over that. Mm. You know I mean, like a whole song, like over just that melodies, harmonies, like she different. Mm, mm. Well, uh, uh, forgive me, but sometimes things are said and they 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 burn places in my head. You said that you were in the garage with Timberland. Uh, is that normal? No, 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 I was in the garage making beats. Oh, and, and my, my my manager, yeah, my manager. Because back then we had CD burners. I don't know if y'all remember. Right. Yeah. Of course. Of course. So, you know, you burn your beats on a CD. Yeah, to my manager, he gave it to Jay. Jay gave it to Tim. Who's this? I want to sign, dude. Nice. You know? Um, so. for those for for some for for the for those watching and listening, watching, uh, for those watching <laughs> and listening, uh, um, who aren't familiar with your rise to success, uh, could you kind of give us some insight as to some of the stepping stones that you took? Like, when 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 did that leap go from beat maker, uh, who's an aspiring artist to work with others to getting the first opportunity you had to work with the big artist to then working with Timbaland to then working with Carl and then working with Courtney Kemp, you know, like there's a progression here. Like, could you kind of give us some of the foundation and, and how you progressed up into that position? So, you know, start off, like I said, DJing mm-hmm. uh, forever. And then uh, was making beats in the garage. Um, the garage beats got better when I, you know, when I got with Bud, and then Bud would take my seat, my B CDs out, and like Butter, like I said, already did like Bow Down, and was working with like he was signed to Dre, so he was working with everybody. Um, he just started having me around that, uh, and the more I was around that, the more I would pick up from people, meet people like Dog, and you know different people, but I just meet them um, and be in the studio around them, and just like checking out how they move and like just learning. And then um, I think I sold my first beats as rapper on Hollywood Records for like five grand. You couldn't tell me. <laughs> That's <laughs> a big deal. I wasn't a millionaire right there uh, with an extra five grand because I had a you know I had a good day job you know working in pharmaceuticals, um, yeah. legal, legal pharmaceuticals, uh, <laughs> you know. But but um, you know that five thousand felt different. And then I sold yeah. another one and another one. I was selling these beats for like five G's and, you know, just getting better at, at, at my craft. And then I was actually at a pharmaceutical conference in Florida, yo. And Timberland called me and I didn't believe it was him. He called myself. I was like, man, stop playing on my phone. Right. And, you know, I, I hung up and he called back and was like, don't hang up. I was like, oh shit! <laughs> and then I'm at a conference. I gotta, you know, now I don't have a suit. I got a button up on him. You know, hey, how you doing today? I'm not, I'm not, I'm Derek. I'm not Tank. I'm Derek. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, um, 
He calls me and he's like, yo, I want to bring you to New York right now. I'm like, what? Literally. Flew me from New York. I mean, from Florida to New York. Took me shopping because I had no clothes. I had all work clothes. Went to New York and we just started working. It was crazy. Crazy. Wow. I, I told my job, I was like, yeah, listen, you know, I, I quit. <laughs> it was like what i was like yeah uh, i ain't gonna do this i was telling other people like if they like like because i'm you know i'm on a work trip i'm telling them i'm like yeah you know i'm, I'm signing with timberland <laughs> really dang i'm like no i'm telling you man i'm about to sign with timberland like i'm going to new york Oh, no. Uh, it's all good. It happens. He'll be back. There you go. He came back. There he is. There he is. You said, uh, last thing you heard was you're going to New York. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, yo, I'm signing with Timberland. I'm about to go to New York. I told my boss, I was like, they're, they're like you putting your two-week notice in right now on a trip? I'm like, actually, it ain't even going to be two weeks. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's two days. You know what I mean? Have to, really I'll leave them all. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> <laughs> so I told like, like a couple of my friends, I can tell they didn't believe me. I can tell, you know, but I quit going to the meetings, the seminars. I'm like, I'm ready to go. So, like, the next day, a car picks me up. Uh, they sent a car to come pick me up, right? Uh, and this is, like, I had signed my contract. I already got my advance. Like, it happened so fast. Like, I got my banking number. He wired me bread. It was there the next day. So, I was Damn. like, no, it happened fast. So, uh, before you continue, do you mind if we ask, like, what's he wiring originally? As an entry-level, you know, producer, like, what, um, back in, I'm assuming, like, the maybe early 2000s or so, um, what what does that warrant, uh, uh, if you're able to? Explain? Well, it was more than a year's salary. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and let's keep it real. Pharmaceutical sales, legitimate. They make a lot of money. They're, they're you know, they're in the 80, 90 hundreds. They're, they're, they're in the six figure brackets. I was, I was making a little bit over six figures at the time. Yeah. But, you know, I had kids. So, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, as much as I wanted the opportunity, I wasn't, you know, it's hard to be a farmer rep, you know, as, as an African American, I like to get to there, you know, that was no easy job. So, you know what I'm saying? For me to let it go. Um, I had to know 12 months at least minimum, plus a little vig on top is it needs to be taken care of. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So he understood that because, you know, he, uh, he didn't have kids at the time, but he understood, like I said, before I was a grown-up when I jumped into music. So, you know, um, I had like a different uh, – my priorities were different, you know what I mean, for, for, for doing it. I had a different motivation as well um, to get it done. You know what I'm saying? So, Absolutely. Yep. Go ahead, Ty. I mean, hearing your journey, um, you know, from 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 being a DJ to where you are right now, how have you been able to like maintain longevity in this game? Because I'm I'm sure it's you know it's a lot of tumultuous you know dealings and and, and stuff you got you you might have have with uh different people and, and everything like that. But you seem to be a, a really humble guy, and I just I just I just wonder how you've been able to maintain that throughout this whole journey, man. Um... I mean, truthfully, well, first, being able to pivot is huge. You know, when you start talking about success and longevity longevity of success, like to be able to see where trends are going and to, 
like try to become as astute as possible. But then also, like the very first television job I ever got was a show called My Wife and Kids. And when oh. Damon, when when Damon Wayans had hit me up, you know, um, um, and and I started working on that. That was the first time I had done anything in TV. And when he offered me the job, I didn't know what to do. I just said yes. I was like, oh yeah, 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 yeah I'm gonna do it. And then. I went to literally like went to UCLA and took classes on on composition because um, I didn't you know I had never done any TV before um, and took a course there and got my certificate and all that while I was doing the show I was also in school um, learning how to be a composer and what composers were supposed to be doing and because I knew how to play but I didn't know how to how to compose or different things so took myself to UCLA got you know got in some classes. Um, and, you know, learn how to compose. And, you know, once I was composing, then just when I, when I, when I was on the boondocks, I was a music supervisor. So just learning different things and, you know, you're always putting new tools in your, in, in your, in your tool belt. Um, and you just have to be as diverse as possible. And I don't say no to nothing. Like I'm like, I'm gonna figure it out. You know, I'm smart. So I'm gonna figure out whatever. So once you put it in front of me, I'm gonna figure it out. Um, and, and and become, you know, uh, great at it. You know, my brothers tell me all the time, like, one of the things that makes you successful is you're obsessive. And I am. Yes. You know, like, if I want to do something, I'm going to become, like, obsessed with it. Like, I want to learn it. Like, I learn every doll. Like, I can make beats on Studio One or FL Studios or Ableton or Serato. Like, I, I, I learn everything inside out just because I want to know it. You know what I mean? So. Um, when it came to becoming, you know, becoming an A&R, then I became an A&R. Ron Fair had hired me at Geffen Records to be an A&R and working with some thug and got that. And, you know, then you're, now you're an A&R, you're on the inside because, you know, I, I had Neo and Janae and was bringing them up along the ways and, and making records with them and building them up. Um, people knew I had a good ear for talent. So um, once I became an A&R, then music supervision, and then I knew so much about publishing, I started working on the publishing side and man, it just, you just keep adding tools to the tool belt. You know what I'm saying? Like, like don't limit yourself, you know, because you don't even know, like, I don't know where my career is going to go. You know what I mean? You never know, you know, you could you one day be the president of something or you possibly could, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. You just have to continue to just keep your head down and do good work and, 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 you know, just stay out of the petty, you know, the, the bullshit, you know? Don't don't find yourself in the bullshit with nobody. You know what I mean? Just people want to see you do good, and you want to see people do good. As long as you you know you roll you roll around with that mantra, you're gonna be good. That's what I believe, at least. Are 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 you okay with being the guy behind the scenes? Do you ever get a little like, hold up, bro? I did this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, plenty of people know you. Don't get me wrong. I know Big Tank is a, you know, we know that you exist. But even in this time that we've spent with you, I've learned that you've been even more instrumental in projects that I was unaware of. Does that ever get on your nerves? <laughs> like, do you ever want to just stand up on the top of a mountain and be like, look, I built this shit too. Like, you know, like if it wasn't for me, you might not have a fabulous or a Neo. Like, no. you ever like, I mean, not necessarily that they don't, they wouldn't be anybody, but that your influence, your superpower that you applied, it's not getting the recognition maybe that you feel it deserves. Has that ever hit you like that? Nah, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, if I, I, I want my credit, don't get me wrong. Like, 
if I do something, I want to be recognized for you know for what I did. But you know what, man? Like like um, I like to promote them as the star. Like like Fab's a star. You know, he was gonna be fabulous. He, he I was lucky to work with Fab. Like I think I think I really think like that. Like I really think like. I'm lucky to work with that dude. I'm lucky to work on BMF. I'm lucky to work on Ghost. I'm lucky to work on Greenleaf with Oprah and that amazing, you know, crew of people. I'm luck. I'm lucky. So when you look at things like that, um, you don't trip off of it as much. You know, like I said before, like my kids is good. I'm good. You know what I mean? Like as long as the people I love are good, everything else just works out. You know what I mean? So I just feel blessed. So whether it be, you know, working with 50 Cent on, you know, on all four of his shows, like every show he got, I do. You know what I mean? If it's, you know, working with the Lena Waves who, you know, we just laugh and talk on the phone and, you know, just having those kind of relationships with those types of people. Um, I feel lucky. So I don't really trip off of, you know, anything like that because I, I feel like the luckiest dude on the planet. Now, 50's a well-known prankster. Like we we know him online for playing pranks. Has he ever have you ever been the victim of one of 50's pranks? Listen, dude, like he about his business. You know what I mean? He just wants fire. Right. You know what I mean? As long as you deliver him fire, he ain't gonna mess with you. Five gonna go do over he's gonna be over there. As long as it's dope. And he like, you know, if, if there's an issue, then you're gonna find out. But as long as it's dope and like they want to hear it, like that's what I love about all these shows. The people are really in tune to music. Mm. Okay, okay. Yeah, you, know, you can hear it, you can tell whole label, Reggie Blythewood, like these people are really music people. So, you know, like they're gonna they're gonna challenge you too. Like, hey, I need something dope for that. I need something that mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like they they know. Like our shows, man, are the biggest music shows ever. Like every show's got like 15 cues in it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so there's just so much opportunity. You know what I mean? Like they're opening up so many doors for so many artists. You know what I'm saying? And they all got their own, they all got their own thing. Like I know like what Lena likes to hear. You know, I know like ghost sounds a certain way. Canaan sounds different than BMF, and even though the years are close to the same, the two shows sound completely different from each other. You know what I mean? So you have to be able to differentiate between like the styles of, of everything. And that's where being a DJ, quite honestly, um, helped me get to here because you study and a producer, I'm studying kicks and snares because I used to have to, you know, grab your kick and snare clean for me to use your drum break. So I'm, I know the difference between the kicks and snares from, 88 to 92 and i mean and why you know i remember the equipment change because i made beats you know what i mean so you know you you know when you know you're going back in in different drum styles you remember all the different types of hip-hop i was djing in college you know what i mean so you just know you just know it so it makes this job like easy for me Hmm. you know what i mean you know, and the songs tell you where to go. Like if you watch a scene, the song will tell you you like that that song fits that scene. You know I what I mean? Ask you that. I was gonna ask you that how you how you found the how you would come up with the arrangement for that. Uh, scene. Whether, whether it be like you like, you know, like if you go 
like when many men came out or when Tommy came up on Ghost. You know what I mean? Like it just fit. Like there's certain songs that just fit things. You know what I mean? Like I remember watching Malcolm and the, when Spike used, um, I think it's a change going to come. Like I think he was panning yeah. around and it was just the way it was shot. I just looked at that song so different. So I'd be looking for, I find myself looking for opportunities to do that where I can. Like I really want to do that on, on, on these shows. So just like a booty butt cheeks or whatever, it's just something that sparks you and you just kind of know what to go do uh, or what it should sound like. So you just do it. Yeah, you got, you got, you're doing that for swagger as well. Cause I noticed you, you like, you'll, you, you'll put in the Baltimore because that I think that that's in DC Baltimore so you'll have some some go go from that area go-go. you know what I mean yeah like yeah uh, in the morning uh, it's dope it's dope <laughs> you gotta know about DJ cool you know what I'm saying yeah. you know what I'm yeah. saying then you gotta turn around though and you know I mean of course rare essence and all those guys but then you gotta turn around when you do Chicago shows if you don't have no house in your Chicago show you oh, really yeah, you Chicago I mean, if you're doing a West Coast show, you better have some leads. You gotta have something with a real move in it. If you're doing some boom bap, I better hit some cuts. If it's something from the East Coast at that time, if we're going to Miami, I need you know, I I, I, I need the tempos at about 130. Like there's a sound that's a Miami sound. You know what I mean? Like you gotta just know the regions and what it sounds like. If you're gonna do something in Houston, you better chop and screw that thing. Like everybody's got like their thing. You know what I'm saying? So as a music supervisor, you gotta be able to know times errors you know with the bass sounds they was using then versus the bass sounds they're using here you know why those kicks and snares work and those don't like trap music has completely different drums than of course anything from the 90s and the 80s you know what i mean so you can't do hip-hop beats with those drums if you hand that in to me i'll be like see you don't know what you're doing <laughs> like you can't like you can't use those drums at that era they didn't do that that back then you know what i mean so just fortunate to to you know, be doing so many things to learn all those things. I didn't even know music supervision was a was a profession. Yeah. Well, Who knew? What does it entail? What What do you What do you What does that job description entail? The songs. I'm 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 choosing the songs on on all the shows. Oh, so even the ones that you have to buy the sample or you have to like uh lease. You know, like, the, so, um... so so when you're watching a show, if you hear a song come in in the background, uh, or if a song scores the scene, you know. I'm, I'm picking those songs. Word. Yeah, that's why I was asking him how how does he pick the arrangement arrangement for that scene? Because like yeah. his songs, like like he was saying for many men in the scene, it just it fit. It was perfect. And like when the song comes, you like, oh no, it's like it, 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 it's that perfect. It's that perfect marriage of 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 the of the song and the scene, and it, and and it just coming together and it just putting together that. Cause that was a dope scene, and like he's Michael, done it in a lot of stuff. On there. Michael Rainey and those guys were talking about uh, different songs on their, their, you know, in their little, or not their little. They, they have a podcast. <laughs> awesome. I wanted to be disrespectful. Those are my guys. You know? the, the crew has it. But, but on there, yeah, you know, and this, you know, but they were talking about. And I'm, I'm about to go in there next. Um, but they were talking about, you know, just some of the songs and like their, their favorite songs of the season. You know, and it's a dope episode. And they shouted me out on there. And they were just like, yo, shout out to Big Tank, which also for me feels crazy because you don't think that they're paying attention right. to their show like that. But when you put a song over, they'd be like, yo, where's he getting these songs from? 
Because mm-hmm. they haven't heard a lot of these songs before either. And there's a lot of songs, like Many Men's an easy one, but there was, you know, a song uh, when Kane was cutting up somebody that they were talking about, or when Diana and Monet are looking for stuff. I got this song called Hiding in the Bushes with the SpongeBob sample. <laughs> and it in the background. But people that hadn't heard that record before, so they were looking for Hiding in the Bushes, you know, as they're searching for something. You know what I mean? So, but, but, the song when the song and the scene fit, it's like a marriage, man. It's perfect. We had a song on the shy called Sometimes. This is like my 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 biggest success story. Um, and I've had a ton of songs go number one, but I had a song on the shy called Sometimes by Davion Ferris that blew up so much. Lena Waith ended up signing them, getting them a deal at Death Jam. Um, through Hilmengrad, and now the kid is signed to Def Jam Records from a song that we found and put on a TV show. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's you know what a good deal. That's, you know what that's I mean? Good. So you change lives. You have the opportunity to. You know what I mean? So I'm about that. I'm I'm so happy to hear that you still have, I mean, through all the people, all the productions, all of the, the projects that you've worked on, that you still have the desire to use your gained privilege, so to speak, in the industry to to help uplift somebody. I mean, some of the names that you've worked with, including the Fabs and the Janays, you know, they aren't today what they were when you met them. I mean, I said that backwards. They weren't when you met them who they are today. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes those certain projects, I'm assuming, were instrumental in making them. So I'm curious. I do have another question that's a little outside of this, but I'm curious as to what your experience was working with some of these individuals. Um, we know already how big of an impact you were on the Missy Elliott one minute man, but you also worked with Christina Aguilera, you know what I'm saying? And I'm assuming that there's a difference in, in vibe or environment with that, or how does that work? So, when we were doing Christina's record, uh, me and DJ Premier were two like main like, like hip hop guys that were like working in the studio with her. Mm-hmm. Um, she would come in. So she's like a freak of nature. Like Christina would come in cold and cut a verse and a hook and not make a mistake. Oh my god! <laughs> like no pitch, no no vocal flaw. Like I ain't never seen that before. Like she could sing, sing, sing. Like it's different. <laughs> no, for real, it's different. Like she. She's a she, vocally, there's nothing she can't do. So it's just different, man. Like she's, yeah. What were those projects? Um, so she had a song called Oh Mother. Okay. And a song called On Our Way. Um, On Our Way. You know, and she sung Oh Mother, like, you know, it's about just her mother and, you know, um, domestic, vi- the, uh, the, um, some domestic violence and whatnot. And, She's just appreciating her mom. It's just a dope record. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, working with her, and she's from Pittsburgh. You know what I mean? It's just just a really talented, talented person. But, I mean, Fab is dope. I mean, there's so, just so many people who are dope. Mac 10 and Ice Cube and those guys are dope. Like, this, all these dudes are just dope dudes, man. Like, it's just, you know, from most depth on down. Like, they're just really good people, man. So, you know, I just feel blessed, again, just to be working with them. Yeah, I mean, even for Fab, like, I heard that Fab had that kind of energy, too. Like, that one-take Jake type, you know what I'm saying? I'm pulling up in the studio, 
You know what I'm saying? Give me the give me the beat. I'm gonna give you the bars and I'm gonna go about my business type. Did you experience that? Fab's a freak, man. Super talented. <laughs> nah, for real. Like, I think he's one of the most underrated MCs of all time because he's such a good rapper. Yeah. And if people really, you know, if they, if they care about bars, they really care about what Fab is doing because he's always been a bar king. He always can spit. Always. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Fab is dope. Definitely a lion in the hip-hop industry. But kind of back in the singing trajectory, uh, did you work with Rihanna a little bit too? Uh, yeah, so like we had a song called First Time that I did with Fab and Ree. Um, and she just, you know, um, she, she's Rihanna, man. What do you want to say? <laughs> no, for real. Like these, I mean, again, these people are different, talented. They're just, they're, they're just good, man. They're just good and mm. good people. Like I never had nobody that was like crazy. No. Like real blessed. I just, I just have it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like everybody cool. So you know, like, like if 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 somebody's crazy, they did they wasn't in the studio. Oh, okay, okay, okay. They probably you know what I mean. They, when they got when they got by the time they got to me, they was good to go. You know what right. I mean? Uh, I got lucky. Um, when working with uh some of the folks on some of the shows that I I, I watched with you know some of the family like Greenleaf, you know, do you find that you have to use a different mindset? on shows like Greenleaf or movies like Praise This, can I have to leave the, uh, I mean, now don't get me wrong, Greenleaf wasn't, it wasn't a complete, just straight Christian, like there was some very risque, you know, topics discussed in that, but there's still the whole mindset that this is probably being watched by a community that's probably less acceptable for, you know, like, like power shows. So does that go into like your thought patterns when you're thinking of what to use for those type of shows? Yeah, I mean, it's just a different type of vibe, you know what I'm saying? Um, but Greenleaf was Greenleaf is dope. I mean, man, like, <laughs> like Deborah Joy is really talented, right? Of course. You know, so um, I mean, she's you know she's super duper dope. Keith is super duper dope. You know what I mean? Like, I like I man, it's one of my favorite shows. Like, it would be hard for me to actually like whittle that list down but like everybody was just super duper dope man and and we'll come in the studio and bring so much good energy because you know it's a gospel show so you were always recording songs always 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 recording songs you know um so like greenleaf was uh the energy about around greenleaf it just like when you're on when, when i'm doing ghost it's yeah. it's like I'm 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 here. I'm like my energy is like today turn up. When I'm doing Canaan, I'm going back. I'm going taking it back. Like I want the room to feel like it's that time period. I'm making like rap like that or sound like that, you know. And then you know Greenleaf, you you know it feels it's a different kind of feel. Even like on Praise This, like um, you know, like you feel anointed. Like you wanted to be. You want people to feel it differently. Like, even though it's a TV gospel song, you want it to come off like church. Yeah. You want it to feel like our church. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I'm not trying to make nothing that feels like chapel. I want it to feel like church. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to give them that feel on TV. Because I know we watch it. And I know we're, we're critics. <laughs> so <laughs> if I give you some chapel music on a show that's supposed to be a gospel show, 
They're going to be like, fire take me. They can't do our show, Lord. Man, what's going on? I'm going to get my car taken. Can't have that happen. <laughs> nah, we ain't taking cars. Can't have that happen. So, you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm, I'm always trying to give us the most authentic shit. Like, for yeah. real. Like, if, if, if somebody's a rapper on the show, I'm, I'm, a, I'm I want you to smile like you got bars. Word. I mean, like, I'm, I'll go to AZ. I'll go, like, to, you know, Thorell. It's not like, I'm going to go to one of my guys that I know got bars. And mm. and I know all the rappers from before. Like, I know all the producers from, from whenever. So I'm trying to find, I'm, I'm having them collab and make some fire. You know what wow. I mean? So this Man. year, we got so many good songs on Raising Canaan. We got so many dope songs on the shot. Like, y'all going to be... Well, we're going with the artist, and um, you know, just man, it's it's it's, it's all being elevated. Uh, let's go to Nolly then Ty because Nolly hasn't had a chance to get a word out yet. What's up, hey, Nolly? <laughs> oh, oh Nolly, you're on mute. Sorry, I forgot my son was screaming. <laughs> um, it's, a- it's not so much a question; it's it's more so like a, a compliment. The Shy is one of my favorite shows. And what makes it great and what really pulls you in is always the music. It's I've never been like, that don't fit. Or this feels weird. Like, it's always been like, I need to look up that song now. You know? So I just wanted to say thank you for contributing to, like, the experience of watching the show. It's an amazing show. And the music just makes it that much better. I appreciate you so much for saying that. For real. Because I really... I'm really trying. You know what I mean? And, and, and like I told y'all before. Beautiful. Appreciate it, man. And working with Lena, like I said to you before, like Lena Waith is a is a beast. Like we call ourselves, you know, we're like the tag team. Like we'll sit down and we'll go do, you know, things meticulously to make sure everybody fits with everybody. Everything fits with everything. So, you know, to know that the fans are hearing it and liking it and paying attention to the music on the show, man. Like it always makes me feel great to hear that on all the shows because I don't think when I was growing up, I paid that much attention to the music on the shows. And and I don't want that to be the case on on any of my shows. I want the music to be like a character. You know, like like that's my imprint on that show kind of thing. So yeah, I appreciate it big time. Thank Ah, you. That's a big deal. That's for real. What's up, Ty? Ty, now you're muted. Y'all have mute disease this morning. Like, let's go ahead and get up. Yeah, yeah, my bad, my bad. I just didn't want to. I didn't want to. You know, nah, I just we speaking. I didn't want to mess that that moment up. But I wanted. To, I wanted. I, I I really would be remiss if I didn't mention this. And then this is. And I want to preface this by saying this is not a shot against anybody. But I want to make sure that um, we address the fact that you are working on all black shows. Um, and these that like being in a in a position that you are to be able to work on all black shows with all black cast and 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 what does that mean for your spirit sir <laughs> I, mean, I feel like we're doing something that's never been done i feel like what we're doing is groundbreaking i feel like you know the shows the the, the, the power universe and, and alina and reggie and, and karen and ava duvernay and all the people you know, I've been fortunate enough to, to get in with and, and, and do some amazing things. And I just got, you know, uh, like working with, with Will Packer and Tina, 
on Praise This. Like, yeah. there's never been a movie like Praise This before. Like, no one's ever done music like that on a, on a movie before. If y'all haven't seen it, y'all need to watch it. Um, you know, it, it, it feels like I'm doing something for our culture mm-hmm. that no one's done before. Um, so that is probably like, man, like one of the biggest things I've ever done in my life. I feel like, like, I feel like I'm really doing something for our entire culture because I'm trying to give so many people opportunities, um, to get their stuff heard, um, that probably wouldn't have never had that opportunity before. Um, so I'm always looking for, you know, like, who can we put on? Who can we help get on? Who can we, you know, try and make their dream come true? You know what I mean? And, and, and get them those opportunities. So I really feel like I'm trying to just elevate our culture and our music and, and, and bring something to the table that, you know, hasn't, we just, we haven't even had those opportunities to do those things before. So now that there's that opportunity and they, you know, fucked around and put me in the situation to where I get to do it and be the the go-between, the plug, whatever, however you want to say it. It feels great to know that I'm bringing in so many, you know, opportunities and people that, like I said, 10 years ago, we probably didn't even have the opportunity to do. You know, shout out to Jeremy Summers. Uh, uh, Shout out to Jeremy Summers for seeing that in me and giving me my first TV show. I appreciate you, Jeremy. Oh, big up to that. Um, Tank, uh, you mentioned before uh, how now one of the reasons why we're fortunate to be able to talk with you today is because we did speak with Carl and Carl uh, brought you up as the catalyst towards him (laughs) saying booty butt cheeks. But somehow that message got to you. How did that how did that get to you again? Like, how how did you find out about that? Oh, man. So the lead actor, uh, Kid That Plays. um, Kane, Kanan on Raising Kanan. Uh, huh? Scott Curtis. No. That's, that's um, not his name. Curtis? He, he plays, uh, he, he plays 50 Cent's character on the show. He oh, plays um, Kanan. Uh, drummer, super talented kid. He sent me the link and was, and I said, I know you did this. And I watched <laughs> it and was like, oh shit, that's dope. You know what I mean? So, yeah, man. So, yeah, it's crazy, you know. Um, you guys, more people are, are finding out about you guys' show and your podcast. Um, so congratulations to y'all and oh what y'all are doing. Man. Like, like that's that's dope. You know what I'm saying? So appreciate it, man. I want I wanted to come on after that. I was like, oh y'all gotta come on and you know, if they want to know about any song about anything, you know, let me let me holler at them. You know what I mean? My Carl so, and Carl's so dope, man. Oh man. Yeah, man. We had a fun time. Talented. It's talented. Just effortless. You know what I mean? Just talented. Good dude, talented dude. Like, you can't go wrong with guys like that. And that's why that's been my, I've been fortunate enough to have that in my career. There's not a lot of, you know, just not really a lot of hiccups. Just good people all over the place. That's what's up, man. Well, well, listen, we're we're running we're running low. We probably got a few minutes left. If you, I mean, I hope you don't speed off after we end it. We just want to, you know, just give you, your, you know, big you up even after the recording's ended. But I'm just curious. Now, there's so much that we haven't talked about, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's, there's like I, I wish we could just have you every single day for like a month and just pick your brain. But but one of the things in the last few minutes is I'm curious as to like, 
some of the stories that we could actually now I know we can't talk about everything. There's NDAs, there's a bunch of stuff, but there's gotta be some crazy stuff going on in them studios that 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 is public knowledge that you recall. Like, you know, like you know, record like give me something, bro. Like you know, when you record with all of these folks, bro, somebody done did some weird, crazy shit, man, and it's just nah. like, what just happened, yo? Like, seriously? I'd love to be able to tell you that, man. I'm telling you. I didn't know. I've been in the studio and seen people get beat up before, but like... for the shows? No, 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 no. This is oh, on some record shows. That's low, that's low, that's low. I'm not getting jumped on the set of... Of, of like brave this or <laughs> like, yes, no no I'm, listen when see I'm, and maybe it's because they're actors right mm-hmm. they, they come in prepared so we're gonna be recording such and such today <laughs> they come in we got three hours to knock this out big tank let's let's get let's get to it you know what I mean so I remember I was doing uh <laughs> I remember I was doing a show called the game and yes. uh, we had a show we, we, had the game. Character, we had a character on that show uh, named Jason Pitts. Yes, and Pitts, and Pitts, and Okay, man, so funny, man. But again, it's another one. Like, like, you know, I did the beat in like ten minutes, and he came in ready to just have fun. But when they come in like that, we can do anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So before I knew it, we're in there doing the pissy shuffle and dancing with the kids. And he's like like dancing around. I'm like, oh my God, this is gonna. And he did all of that on set. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, I believe, like, man, I can tell you, like, most basketball players wish they was like rappers. And most rappers wish they hooped, right? I think most actors also want to like make music. So when they get the opportunity to come in, they be so ready to go. <laughs> it's just an easy time. Like they're never, I, I mean, at least I have never. Uh, of course you hear stories, but I'm telling you, I think, our, I think, I think they're just so happy to be able to have some creativity. You know what I mean? Okay. And yeah. go in and do something else creative that they haven't done before. And because of that, they are just just in great spirits. And, and it's the studio. Like, we're in there. Uh, you know, If you're around me, you're going to have a good time in the studio. Like, okay. if you can't sing, whatever, I don't care. We're going to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> we in this together. No, for real, we in it together. And I'm, 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 I'm going to let you feel that. You're going to feel that support. I'm not gonna let you look bad. Know that you ain't Absolutely. never gonna look bad. You know what I'm saying? So Big whatever change. you do here today, we're just gonna enhance it and make it better. I'm so glad you said that because uh, Bad Ty was gonna serenade you today to see if he was gonna be able to get like Bad Ty. Will you go ahead and just drop that shit you was working on earlier, homeboy? Just go, 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 go. No. All right. All right. I got to give him some fame, man. You want to jump at it, man? You, you, record, you missed your opportunity. It's your opportunity, man. The tempo was fast as hell. Yeah, he's like, I don't know what's up. He like, breaking out. He jump rock jumps up on the scene with the lead in the pocket. That's what it was. You went, you went the jump rock on you. 
He wanted you to spit some rocks there. I wanted to I wanted to I wanted to bust rhymes, Chris Brown. Let me tell you about it. Yeah, you're gonna run in there to that motherfucker everything, boy. Like Oh my god. Yo, so all right, I'm just backing up. All right, real quick. So the vibe that you get from the actors, they come into the studio. Yes, it's time for me to perform. Where is my spot? This is where I stand. This is what sometimes. I say. This is what I'll say. You know, sometimes, sometimes. But, but different for the artists. So, like, talk well, to like us about rappers. Yeah, well, R and B, all that. Like, they come in different vibe, right? I mean, anything crazy going on around these times? Oh, who got beat up? The NBA is tight with Big Take. Big Take, oh, the no rules on this ship, bro. My man, man is not feeling tight today, bro. Everything happens in the who studio. Got in the nuts. <laughs> uh, everything happens in the studio. There's oh, nothing that you won't see in the studio. Okay, oh, noted. Nothing. Okay, uh, let me let, let me ease up. It that is, no, it's it's it's, it's an adventure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, depending on whose session you're walking in, it's an adventure, bro. All right, all right. So, we'll we'll leave those we'll we'll leave those sessions with them. Then I don't want I want you to keep your, yeah your anonymity. But but top but but speaking of stomping them in the nuts, did you <laughs> did, did you did you write that shit? And why the fuck did you pull? Why the fuck? What makes you write a song called Stop Them in the Nuts? Where the hook goes, and I quote, Stop them in the nuts, stop them in the nuts. <laughs> uh, we just, they, they let you do whatever. Like, they, they, Aaron was cool. You know what right, I mean? Right, right, right. Oh, man, when, when, when Tom did the Usher song, there's a song I put in the, um, in the car that's driving out. Uh, I like it. I, I make it rain on them with nickels and dimes. Like, they just let you do anything. Do anything. Like, like, the next time you watch Thompson Confession, the car that's driving out of town, you're going to hear me talk about I make it rain on them with nickels and dimes. Like, they would just let me, like, I can just have fun. So, so you, if you're going to give me that kind of leeway, fuck it. Let me just go in here and do what I think is funny. So, with that leeway, you decided stomp them in the nuts. Was going was going to be was going to make the cut? Did they tell you? Did they give you a template? Was they like, okay, we need a song in which there are nuts that are stomped on, or uh, <laughs> man, we just had fun? We just had fun. Like they just let us have fun. Seriously, you okay. know what I mean. And I wouldn't always be there when when uh, when Aaron and those guys uh, and Carl and those guys were writing the scripts. Um, but when it came to the songs. For the most part, they were just like, do what you do. You know yes. what I mean? So it allowed me freedom to go have fun and, and be creative. My man. La last question, and then we'll go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Ty. My bad. We got, we this, got, is, we got my last, this is my last question. Um, as far as your legacy, I mean, we, we, we've heard a lot today about, you know, you paying it forward and, and, and creating opportunities for a lot of artists and a lot of individuals. What? If anything, do you want to leave behind as far as your legacy for your children, for people that are moving in the same direction of wanting to pursue a career that you also have? Um, what can you tell them and tell us uh, that that could maybe help us in the near future? Oh, man. You know, um, 
I'm starting to like teach some classes at different colleges. Um, so some of the questions that I get asked, um, you know, just like my path to my career and, and things like that. And what I, what I try and tell people, man, is just stay open. Like don't close doors. Like just mm. when opportunities are there, it ain't about the money. I know everybody got to make money. You can't, you can't do it like for, for bread because before you hit, there ain't nothing. Right. So if you're only trying to intern here or do this or do that um, because of the money, you ain't going to get there, you know? So you have to take opportunities as they come. So I was taking every opportunity, every opportunity, every opportunity and learning and then just applying it immediately, you know, different things I learned. Um, so I would just tell, you know, I hope that I'm remembered for somebody who, A, was able to be diverse. Um, mm. I have, uh, like, I'm doing a, a new TV show called Sinking Springs. Um, what's my guy's name? It's on Apple Plus. Um, mm. He did Gladiator. He did Aliens. Mm. Um, what, uh, what is the name? What is this gentleman's name? He was the actor uh, or he, or he, he director, the director. The director. Okay. He, uh, Sinking Springs director looks like it is. Oh, it's got Brian Tyree Henry. Okay, okay, hold on. Yeah, uh, but, but who's he's huge? Ridley uh, Scott. Really? Oh, Ridley shit, Ridley Scott, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so um, this is my first time working with like a Ridley Scott, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so, and the cast is amazing. The show is going to be amazing on Apple, on Apple TV. Um, so I hope, you know, there's so much in music that's different in that in that one. Um, I hope that people, when they if they ever Google me, they see like, dang, not only did he do a bunch of stuff, but um, he knew he was just diverse and he could like pivot and go over here and, and kill that over here and then come over here and kill that over here and just always try to, like I said earlier, just keep adding tools to your, you know, to your tool belt because you never know you know, where life is going to take you. Right. Right. Well, look, bro, um, on behalf of all of us, we cannot thank you enough for donating your time. As I said at the beginning, we don't take it lightly. You know, it's not like just random. I ain't doing shit. So let me talk <laughs> to y'all. Like, nah, I got to pencil this out. You know, we get it. Like, so we don't take it lightly. We sincerely appreciate your time. Hope you hang out just for a couple more seconds. We can holler at you real quick. But thank you. And for all of our viewers, Please make sure y'all share this and make sure y'all stay up on these shows because my man ain't out here making hustling his way up to the top to not have anybody recognize the work he's putting in on each and every last one of these shows. Google them, look them up, take them out, and make sure you follow as well. But as for us, as we always say, be your authentic self. If you're not being yourself, you're being fake. And in all things, if you're a geek, go ahead and let that good geek flag fly. I love Dude. the new blurred order. You should too.